0: Congregation, children, you may like to receive new clothes. Once in a while, you need a new coat, new pants, new shirt, and you put it on and you look in the mirror and you say, "Look, you like so when people notice it." Your new clothes. In the Bible, we also read about that. We read about people having the ugliest clothes on, the clothes of sin. They don't look good at all. But the Lord can take those vile clothes off and replace them with new clothes, clothes of salvation. And that is the theme for this morning. You can find the text in Isaiah 61, the 10th verse. Now, before I read it off, I would like you to notice that in this verse there are three parts. The three parts are both two lines, so six lines together. Line one and two belong to each other, two and three, and and also five, five and six. So 1 and 2, 3 and 4, 5 and 6. We only deal with the first four. Isaiah 61, verse 10, the first four lines. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. And something similar. My soul shall be joyful in my God. And the third line for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. And close to that, He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. So far. The joy of wearing new clothes. The joy of wearing new clothes. Three thoughts. The old clothes were only rags. Secondly, the new were garments of salvation. And in the third place, the great joy of wearing them. So the joy of wearing new clothes. The old clothes were only rags. The new were garments of salvation. And in the third place, the great joy of wearing them. Congregation, young people, we all know about Adam, right? Adam and Eve in paradise, married couple. They did not wear any clothes. But it was never too hot, never too cold. But it was never shame. They didn't feel embarrassed. They felt feel no threat. It was just complete harmony. And it did not bother them. They were naked, Most was normal, was nothing but bad, 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 bad about it. No shame, no fear, and a perfect relationship. They did not have to wear clothes. And then, you know, it happened. They changed, they fell in sin, they rebelled against God. And suddenly they felt naked. And they wanted to be clothed. And they made clothes from fig leaves. Special big fig leaves. You know, the ficus family has treated small leaves. The ficus benjamini, for example. Those are ficus with big leaves. I suppose they use those big leaves. And they clothed themselves, and they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked. And I hid myself, and he said, who told thee that thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree, which the rabbi commanded thee, thou shouldest not eat? So they were afraid of God. They felt naked, they felt embarrassed, they felt guilty. And now I read in verse 21 in Genesis 3 Unto Adam also, to his wife, did the Lord God make, make coats of skins and clothe them. So the Lord was kind to them, and He gave them clothes. Some animals had to be sacrificed, blood had to be shed and uh, skins were used as clothing for Adam and Eve. So clothing was in the first place to cover nakedness as you also see in the Bible story of Noah. Right. Clothing. In the Bible we read about different types of clothing. Read about the, the garment of vengeance. And soon is Rafa and his his whole coat is fire. His whole coat is anger. He is enveloped in vengeance. The coat of vengeance. Read about the garment of praise. That someone is just praise. All full. All that is within him is praise. He's clothed in the garment of praise. We read about the garment of widowhood, of the garment of the priests, of the garments of kings, of the garments of brides, of the garments of prostitutes. They all had their own clothes. Oh, three were there Clothes. Now the question is, what are our clothes? Because you remember Romans 3, don't you? Would you like to know something about what we are enveloped in and what is about us and around us and in us? They're all gone out of the way. That together become unprofitable. It's none that doeth No, not one. That throat is an open sepulchre. With the tongues they you have used deceit. The poison of asp. Serpents is under that. The lips whose mouth is full of. Cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in the ways, and where peace have they not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. So think of how God has made us. His made is in His image. We look like the Lord in His image, in righteousness and holiness and knowledge. And then we changed our behavior and we just gave ourselves over to Satan and became disobedient and oh, how ugly, how filthy. Do you recall Zechariah 3, about Joshua the high priest, the representative of the people? He also was vile. His garment was also very dirty. Here it is. Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and stood before the angel, and he answered and spake unto those that stood before him, saying, Take away the filthy garments from him. Hope to come back to that. Filthy garbage. I, I hope that, especially if you're not prepared for eternity, that you may come to the conclusion how ugly you look like. Maybe you have the most beautiful clothes on today. Maybe people say that sits a nice dress. Maybe people say that it looks good on you. Maybe you think yourself as well, that you are pretty, handsome, in the eyes of the Lord, repugnant, in the eyes of the Lord, not looking good at all. And that is what happens Then the Lord gives you eyes to see. You begin to notice your vileness and your filthiness from the sole of the foot even unto the head. It's the whole man From the soul to the hand, there is no soundness in it. But wounds and bruises and petrifying sores, they have not been closed, neither bound up, neither mollified with oil. And and the greatest problem, as I already noticed, is that we don't want to believe it. Because thou sayest I'm rich and increased and good and have need of nothing and know it's not. No it's not. We don't know it. No it's not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. We don't know that they are naked before God's eyes. The, our greatest misery is that we don't know our misery, right? Helen Brooks said. How true it is. So what do we deserve? We deserve shame on us. The garment of shame, Job 8 verse 22. They that hate thee shall be clothed with shame and the dwelling place of the wicked shall come to naught. Shame, dishonor. Psalm 35 Let them be ashamed and brought to confusion together that rejoice at my hurt. Let them be clothed with shame and dishonor that magnify themselves against me. so filthy, dirty clothes and, uh, in different ways. You should look it up in the uh, book, The ABC of Faith of Alexander Comery. The first expression of believing is to put on, or to take on. And he mentioned it, that there are different layers in, in, in its clothing. It's not in the Bible, but it kind of explains things. Well, it is biblical. We have a clo- we have clothes with very gross sins. Maybe you have been spared for that. Maybe your garment is not a garment of gross sins. Also garments of worldliness, garments of finer types, not so gross, not so cruel. Also those garments of fake righteousness and legalism. And all those garments are vile. They cannot stand before the Lord, with them, so they need new garments. Our second thought: I will greatly rejoice in the Lord; my soul shall be joyful in my God. Why? Well, because there is a garment of salvation. And there is a robe of righteousness, see that? That is what we call parallelism. There's three times parallelism in this text. And the middle part is the parallelism of being clothed and being covered. Of the government of salvation and the garment, the robe of righteousness. So apparently, the Lord has provided new clothing. Provided new clothing called the robe. The robe of righteousness. Or, in other words, the garments of salvation. I looked at the garment of salvation, and I looked at the good salvation. And the Hebrew verb used there is yasha. You say whatever. No, no, wait. Don't you hear something there? Yasha. The word Jesus is in there. The garments of salvation of the Lord Jesus came to seek and to save them at the last. And that is the exact word, the verb to rescue, to deliver, to save. So although this this, this mankind has no rights, although the Lord should have not, not, not the injustices have been passed all by, he has yet in his love provided a garment of salvation, a robe of righteousness. We can be saved. There is a solution in spite of all our sins although it looks so dirty. The Lord says, I have have garments for you. Don't you want to take all those vile garments off and receive the new garments of salvation? They would look so much better. Not in the eyes of the people, but in the eyes of the Lord. Cargagation. Point blank, do you like to receive those garments? The garments of salvation, are you interested? You say, well, I don't care. I have no time for that kind of stuff. I'm too busy. This is so important. Don't you pray for that. The Lord I give you the robe of righteousness, you will know, look so much better. You will know, look perfect. And the garment of salvation. Robe of righteousness is the robe of God's righteousness in Christ, of his faithfulness to himself, that he saves the people for himself to the salvation of sinners. We read it quite often in the Bible, but also in the Heidelberg Catechism. Then you read that from Lord's Day 14. Lord's Day 14, article or question 36, it is about mm. Christmas. What prophet dost thou receive by Christ's holy conception and nativity? For this, the purpose of the Lord Jesus taking upon himself the human nature in Bethlehem. Why? What is the, the the purpose that he is a mediator and with his innocence and perfect holiness, think of his garment, with his innocence and perfect holiness covers in the sight of God my sins therein I was conceived and brought forth. So the Lord Jesus was innocent so he can cover He can hide my sins in the sight of God with his innocence and perfect holiness. I hope it is in your heart. Lord give me those clothes. Please may I be dressed in those clothes of righteousness and of salvation. I read in Ezekiel 16 about it. There is that child found in the field, right? Not taken care of, still in, 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 in blood, and not being washed, and cleansed it on. Now when I passed by thee, I looked upon thee. Behold, the time was the time of love, and I spread my skirt over thee and covered thy nakedness. Yea, I swear unto thee and entered into to cover with thee, Said the Lord God, and thou becamest mine. What a blessing. And the Lord comes and finds her and covers her with his skirt and spread that screw over us and covers our nakedness. Let's go back to Zechariah 3. I mentioned already about the filthy clothes of the, of the high priest, right? Look at, that, about, look at that exchange. So he gets the clothes of the other, and the other gets the clothes of the first one. Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and stood before the angel and he answered and spake unto those that stood before him saying, Take away the filthy garments from him. Well, wow. That sounds precious, right? Take away the filthy garments from him. And unto him he said, Behold, I have caused thine iniquity to pass from thee, and I will clothe thee with change of raiment. Change of raiment. An exchange. Don't you sometimes go to exchange? Clothing exchange or equipment exchange? Or There's also an exchange of clothing. Romans four Even as David also describeth the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputeth righteousness with our works, saying Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Imputation, remember imputation. To put on your account, suppose you have a bank account, a new bank account. And someone transfers money to your account. So the Lord is imputing righteousness to his people. He says, give those old clothes to me. I'll give you a new cloth. So you look so much better. You look perfect. You receive the garments of salvation. You receive the robe of righteousness. What a blessing. We also read about it in Philippians. Three, to be found in him. Would you be found without him? Oh, if God finds you not in him, not dressed in his salvation clothing, it will be awful. But being found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that it is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. Oh, blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no guile. The Lord wants his image back. And when he received those new clothes, They look like God He does not see any sin anymore. It is made invisible. It looks great now. And can you imagine the happiness of God's people? When they're dressed in those new clothes. There's lots of excitement. Sometimes young people and children are happy. with new cult. To school or to church but now to receive of the Lord a spiritual garden that means everything, so pure, so beautiful. Now, John Bunyan, in Pilgrim's Progress, also used this example. So let me just update you about Pilgrim's Progress. You know you know, Christian, right? Christian left the city of destruction. His wife and children said, stay here. He said, no, I can't. He put his faith in his feet and he left. Right? And he came eventually, after a while, to that gate. Right? And he was able to get through the gate to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. But he still had that Burden on his back. And he came to the cross. Right? Now listen. listen. What happened? What do you remember? What happened at the the cross? In the first place, he just stood and he looked. He just looked at the cross. And then after three angels appeared in him. So let me give you the details. Then he, Christian, stood still a while to look and wonder. For it was very surprising to him that the sight of the cross should best ease him of his burden. A surprise look him on the cross, ease his burden. He looked before and looked again, even till the springs that were in his head sent the waters down his cheeks. So he just looked and he started crying. Right? Believing is not without emotion; it cannot be. Now as he stood looking and weeping, behold, three shining ones came to him and saluted him with peace be to thee. So the first said to him, thy sins be forgiven thee. So at the cross, he heard it. Thy sins be forgiven. This is number one, angel one. The second angel stripped him of his rags and clothed him with chains of raiment. And then Bunyan is quoting Zechariah, Phoebus 4. You already read it, right? And the third also set a mark on his forehead and gave him a roll with a seal upon it. So he just looked at the cross, weeping, because his burden fell off. And then he heard, Thy sins are forgiven thee. He received a change of raiment and he also received a sign on his forehead and a seal in the book, in, in, in the scroll. See congregation, that is what we are in need of. We are in need of that new clothing and how excited he was to receive that. So all the clothes, were, all the rags, the new were garments of salvation. And he is rejoicing it, Isaiah is he greatly rejoices in that. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for He has clothed me. He has clothed me. I have not clothed myself. I have not used my own fig It is not my own works. It is not my merits. It is all given. It is all imputed and is nothing made by myself, but he has given me. Oh, I will rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he has clothed me. May it be our prayer. Lord, show me my filthy cloth. Show me my impossibility. Show me those garments of salvation and give me them, so I may wear them. Our first one, congregation, what do you think? Why was Christian weeping when he looked upon the cross? Why crying? Well, he cried for joy. He was so surprised that looking at the cross, Made him so happy, and he kept crying for joy. See, that is the joy of salvation, the joy the Lord gives to His people when they look at the cross. When their eyes are opened for the Savior who was willing to die and to give His blood, that gives such a satisfaction, such a glorification such a fulfillment and happiness in his heart. Therefore, we read in our text that he was rejoicing in the Lord, right? Not in self, but in the Lord. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. In the original Hebrew, it says I will joy and joy I rejoice and rejoice. It's double. Our forefathers have translated that as greatly. Great rejoicing, to to joy and to joy. What a deep, profound, real joy is that, young people. When the Lord speaks to your heart of His salvation, when you look at the Lamb of God on the cross. And you see him. You believe in him. What a joy. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. Not in myself, but in him. That he is doing that. My soul shall be joyful in my God. In my God. Rejoicing. Also earlier in this chapter, we find already the joy. In Isaiah sixty one verse one and three, let, let me read three to you, to appoint unto them the mourn in Zion, to give unto them beautiful ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. So instead of mourning, oil of joy, the garment of praise for this spirit of happiness. It was so heavy on me. And now there's the garment of praise, all praise around him. But it might be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. For your shame you shall have double, and for confusion they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in the in the land they shall possess the double. Everlasting joy shall be unto them. So that joy is everlasting. It stays in, 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 in the bottom of the heart and goes on in eternity. Greatly rejoice. But now you say, Ah oh, good." I have heard about that garment of salvation. How do I get it? How do I get it off my shoulder? What do you think? Well, let me give you two texts, and then you can also make your own conclusion on how to receive that garment of salvation, that robe of righteousness for yourself. First, Revelation 3, verse 18. I counsel thee to buy of me gold, tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear. And anoint thine eyes with eyesaf that I may see so bad. I counsel thee to buy, to buy that gold, to buy that white raiment that I may be clothed and the shame of your nakedness shall not appear. So please, buy that garment. Right? What's that? Buy. You say, I've never heard about that, 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 that before. You can't buy it. You, you can't pay for it. It's free, right? Exactly. So it is an official transfer. It becomes legally yours, but you don't have to pay a dime. So someone sells a car to to your account and you don't pay anything, right? So here to buy. That is the buying of true faith. The buying of looking for it and trusting it. Let me use this coat, another text. Kind of touching. I think this is more more directly an answer to to, to, to the question How do I get that garment? Minister, I long to have that garment on my shoulders. How do I get it? Please tell me. Revelation, no Romans. 13, verse 14. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision to the flesh to fulfill the lust of. So what did I say? But put on the Lord Jesus Christ. It's the same as saying, believe in him. Take refuge unto him. Trust in him. Like what the Apostle Peter said on the day of Pentecost. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. So, you dirty looking, filthy looking pursuers, those dirty garments, no salvation at all, you may receive those clothes for free. And the Lord says, Pudma. on. So it is something the Lord says, right? Or should we just take this text out of the Bible? No, no, no. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And thou shalt be saved. So you may let those dirty clothes go. Think about it. And the Lord is hanging this coat over you right now. Put on. The Lord Jesus Christ. And so by God's grace, by his word, through his spirit, the world activates the faith he has worked in the hearts of his people by saying, put it on. And that is something that does not happen usually overnight. Because also God's people have a hard time letting all the self-righteousnesses go. All the righteousness, all the best deeds are as filthy rags. And some translations have it more blunt. Like a menstrual cloth. All your good works, all your best deeds is nothing. It's vile. But by God's grace, you may receive you may receive that garment of salvation, the robe of righteousness. So what is holding you back? You are so Focused on your on your own clothes, When you look at them, you say, "I can't be saved. I cannot be saved." You're right. You have sinned too much. does that you think? You look at yourself, but look at those garments of salvation. Look at the robe of righteousness. Is he unwilling to save you? May you not come. Has he said you stay away? Has he said not for you? Oh, let go. Let go of those efforts to save yourself. And be ye reconciled to God. Seek your salvation only in him. You know, faith is a gift of God, Right? But unbelief is not. Unbelief is your, is your responsibility, is your sin. Unbelief is a sin. And that is something we cannot blame the Lord for. But it's righteousness and salvation in the Lord Jesus Christ uh, that is a free gift from God. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. So I hope that might be true today. Might be true this morning. I greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God. To save my God. For he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of Righteousness. And let me also quote the last two lines. As the bridegroom decked himself with ornaments and as the bride adorned herself with her jewels. So the Lord has his church in new garments and even with ornaments, even gold and silver, you name it, as the royalty, royal clothing, Congratulations, but the joy of bearing new clothes. Children, new clothes, and you're happy about it, right? You're happy? Ask the Lord for new clothes. You say, that you may, that you may rejoice. In. <laughs> now I'm clothed and dressed properly. Now I cannot be before God. A clothes you cannot. Appearing, right? People frown on it often when you go to a wedding in jeans. That is not proper. Well, it is not proper to approach unto God without the right garment, because you also know, right, that the Lord Jesus spoke in, in a parable about a person who came to the wedding and did not have a bridal garment on, had no bridal garment, and had to leave. So don't deceive yourself. You need that bridal garment of the Lord Jesus Christ. I will greatly rejoice. That's also a picture of heaven. It happens here below already, but in heaven it is eternal and to the fullest, and God will be all in all. Amen.